You're listening to the podcast of the Biopharmaceutical Section of the American Statistical Association. Welcome once again to another episode of the Statistics Podcast of the Biopharmaceutical Section of the American Statistical Association. I'm Richard Zink. Today's episode, uh, we're going to be having a conversation. Well, it's actually a bit unusual. Uh, I I will be being interviewed with, along with uh, my co-chair, Wei Zhang, from uh, the FDA, Center for Veterinary Medicine, Uh, We're co-chairs for the 2015 ASA Biopharmaceutical Statistics Workshop, uh, and we will be interviewed uh, by Rima Isom from the FDA at CEDAR when she'll be asking us uh, a little bit about what's going on at the biopharmaceutical section workshop that's taking place uh, this September. If you have no idea what the workshop is or what goes on there, check it out. Uh, You can do a search on Google to look for the workshop, but uh, it really is a great meeting uh, where people get together and uh, there's a number of invited talks on uh, a whole range of topics uh, at the workshop. But also importantly, there's uh, a number of short courses available uh, very affordable, uh, probably a hundred bucks a pop. So you can come and get some cutting edge training uh, in methods uh, in clinical trial design and analysis. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Way, myself, uh, and Rima Isom, who will be leading the interview. Good morning. Thank you for joining me in this podcast where we'll be discussing um, the upcoming workshop. Um, I'll first introduce my guests, um, who are the co-organizer of the workshop, um, Richard Zink and um, Wei Zhang. So, Richard, um, do you want to say a little bit about what you do and why you wanted to organize this workshop? Hi, Rima. Thanks uh, for agreeing to interview us. I think it would have been a little unusual for me to uh, interview myself or just uh, talk back and forth with Wei, so uh, this is probably a little less creepy. Uh, I'm Richard Zink. Uh, yeah. yeah, perhaps. Um, but uh, I'm Richard Zink, and I, I work at with the Jump Life Sciences Group at SAS. Uh, so some people may not know uh, there's a package at SAS that's uh, interactive and point-and-click. So that's a separate software package, and we work, uh, or I work within a, a smaller group that focuses primarily on life science applications, either in clinical trials or genomics. So I'm a developer within that group, and I have been for the last uh, four years now. Prior to that, I was in the pharmaceutical industry uh, doing a lot of the same fun things that everyone else uh, within the biopharm section uh, does on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But for me, this job is particularly fun since I get to work on methods that I never found that I had the time to do when I was in the industry. I was always too busy uh, just trying to get the day-to-day work together. Uh, and as far as the workshop, I've been involved the last uh, 
four or five years now, um, either on the organizing committee and last year uh, for the first time I was on the steering committee and was asked if I would be interested in being co-chair and uh, I thought it would be a really good opportunity just to participate in this workshop. Uh, I think it's, uh, at least for our group, it's uh, the biggest thing that we put together uh, as a section of the ASA that's solely devoted to clinical trials and, and pharmaceutical and medical device applications. Um, ASA, of course, is an important meeting, but it's gotten really big and there's a lot of um, different sections that uh, may not necessarily be applicable uh, to me. So I, I like this meeting that it's... Uh, two solid days of sessions devoted to uh, clinical trials and uh, a day of short courses prior to that. So that's why I wanted to uh, get involved. And also just uh, someone who's in software industry, I think it's important for people to see me as a partner and not necessarily just as a, as a vendor developing solutions, but trying to actually contribute to what's going on in the industry. So that's part of what I was yeah, hoping. Yeah, well, it's a lot. It's a big volunteer work, so thank you. <laughs> Wei, I should have started with ladies first, but um, Wei, did you want to introduce yourself and, and um, say a little bit about what you do and why I wanted to organize the conference? Okay, sure. Um, my name is Wei Zhang. I'm working at CVM, Center for Veterinary Medicine in the FDA. Uh, as a mathematical statistician at CVM, I'm responsible in reviewing animal drug applications, including study design and statistical analysis, developing statistical methodology, and establishing SOP for animal drug development. Uh, I'm also last year's president of the FDA Statistical Association, which is called FDASA. I want to organize this workshop so you mean like the all 175 or more, like 200 FDA statisticians all voted for you? I hope everybody votes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's an elected office. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, we're we're yeah, it's it's a great organization. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, to your next question, I uh, I want to organize this workshop is because I think this is one of the most important workshops in the field. Uh, it not only offers current events and topics in statistics, but also provides a platform for regulatory and industry to communicate their interests and challenges to each other. So as an organizer, I have more interactions with the, uh, our co-chair, uh, Richard, and with also uh, with the steer committee members, section organizers, chairs, and speakers, and discuss about their general themes of the workshop. Uh, I'm very excited about these opportunities, and, and I, I found a, a really a fun job. Yeah, it's a big volunteer work, so thank you for, for, for all your work. Um, so for those people interested in going to the conference, um, when and where is it, and um, can you say a little bit about how many sessions you have and, and um, how big the conference is this year? The workshop has been in the same place for the last several years. It's the uh, the Marriott Wardman Park, so across the street from the fabulous National Zoo. So uh, 
if you're bored, you can, of course, go look at the animals. Uh, it takes place on uh, September 16th through the 18th, which is a Wednesday to Friday this year. Uh, and yeah, that's something so the past a little few years, different. I think it was Monday to Wednesday, right? So this is... This is yeah, we've had several comments about that, and this is really just the time that we had available or that the uh, that the hotel had available for our conference this year. So we, we didn't really have a, a choice in terms of the dates, which may be unfortunate, but I guess change is good. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe also but, not that much choices uh, in the D.C. area for venue, right? Um, there are... Um, there aren't that many big hotels that could accommodate the size of this workshop. We did look at some other hotels, and there was one other possibility, but it was deeper into the, the city downtown. I think we were initially concerned about people traveling to it, um, potentially uh, local uh, individuals. We also just, having done the conference or the workshop at this hotel for the last several years, we really do get a, a very good deal at it. And people are familiar with it uh, and know where everything is, so it really sort of simplifies one of the aspects to the workshop. Yeah, and it's right right, uh, very close to the subway stop. Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some of the other details of the workshop this year, the we have a theme of the future of precision medicine or personalized medicine, depending on how you like to refer to it. It it's, seems to have changed name uh, overnight. I didn't really notice it, but uh, precision medicine seems to be the more common term now. So we have a plenary program that I'll let Way talk a little bit about the details of that and. But in general, we we start off with the morning of the plenary program, and there's 42 other parallel sessions uh, that take place uh, over the next day and a half. And uh, lunch on the first day of sessions, there's 50 roundtable discussions. So it's an opportunity to meet with other individuals with like-minded research areas and and potentially develop some collaborations uh, with people in companies you may not necessarily get access to on a regular basis. The plenary includes presentations and a panel discussion on the future of precision medicine. Susan Murphy, professor of statistics and psychiatry at the University of Michigan, will discuss the use of mobile devices in micro-randomized clinical trials. Lisa Lavange will discuss policy initiatives and review examples in oncology during her presentation. These individuals will be joined in a panel discussion to address prepared and audience questions uh, with Greg Campbell, formerly of CDRH at FDA, and Estelle Russick-Cohen, currently at CBER at FDA. Uh, Also joining them will be Kong Chen from Merck, who will be teaching a short course on adaptive enrichment designs at the workshop. And rounding out the panel will be Richard Simon from the National Cancer Institute. Oh, wow. This is all distinguished speaker. You have like a genius and uh, many... um, (laughs) Many um, uh, office directors um, at the FDA level and uh, at NIH as well. So, um, so that sounds great. The the, the last year's um, plenary session, I have to say, was my favorite out of the whole uh, workshop. So, I'm really looking forward to both the plenary this year and and also the 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 um, the panel discussion. I think it, it sounds like it will be great. And uh, this is Greg Campbell's last year, right? He will be retiring. Or he's I think he's retired. actually retired. He's yeah, I retired. think 
Yeah. Just retired uh, a week or so ago. So it's very important that we say formally of CDRH. Um, I, I left that out in some communication and somebody jumped all over me. So he, so he's representing the uh, the spirit of uh, the Center for Devices. Yeah, yeah. Affiliations don't change that much usually within the FDA as much as at least in the in the in industry. I feel like every time I send an email, I have to make sure I'm I'm checking that it's the right company. People, I think, move around a lot more. Um, do you have any numbers in terms of how how many people registered so far, or do you usually do people register at the last minute, or um, um, are you expecting a similar number of crowd than than usual? Like how many people come to the um, ASA Biofarm workshop? I think we have about three or four hundred registered so far. We haven't received the numbers this week, but people are notoriously bad about registering uh, at the last minute. I think a lot of conferences try to offer up things in a in a raffle that if you register early you could win an iPad or something to that effect and it is one of the challenges uh, with the workshop and trying to manage expectations about uh, the activities we're able to have um, the mixer of course is dependent on uh, having a good registration but I think we we can have up to 800 people register for the workshop. Right, right, right. And I didn't ask you about the short courses, but uh, there's usually it's six, right? So there will be uh, the same amount this time. Uh, we are going to have eight short courses this year. Eight short courses, yeah. Mm-hmm. More choice. More choices than last year. That's great. And um, so if you were to pick some highlights of the conference, you discussed the plenary program and the panel sessions. Um, but from the parallel sessions that will be um, happening, do you have um, any highlights that you wanted to share with people coming to the workshop? Hey, Wei, do you want to go first? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. So, Wei, so I'm specifically I- curious, like, since you're from CVM, did you pay special attention to making sure that the sessions were of interest for people in CVM? Uh, yeah, we do have a, 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 a section that's proposed uh, uh, by our colleagues, and uh, they, they were talking, uh, introduce you to the animal war. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, in generally, so I have a couple, like, uh, uh, sections I would recommend to, like, different people, like, maybe um, people coming with different purpose. Uh, for a new reviewer or new statisticians in the industry, I would recommend them to attend the uh, Common Statistic Issue FDA Encounters. Um, in, uh, this, this specific section will given by all FDA uh, statistician speakers. So they will discuss some common issues they often see during their review. I think it would be that helpful for new statisticians to their daily work. My next uh, uh, recommendation is the Tonghao section, which is the role of statisticians in pharmaceutical industry, academia, and regulatory functions. In this Tonghao section, the speakers will investigate barriers which prevent statisticians from performing more effectively and consider uh, traits of success successful statisticians. The session will include a panel of well-known both statistical and medical experts who will speak from their own experience to address these issues. So I, I think this session would be very good to uh, someone in the industry for change or something different and to see what they can improve in different areas, not, not limited to the uh, statistic technology effect. 
And uh, the another one I would like to recommend is the bioequivalence and the generic and biosimilarity. So this is something new, and actually we include this new category or topics to our to our workshop uh, because the statisticians in FDA CEDAR support generic drug review have grown from a few to a new division. So um, these sections will discuss the, the issues in these new areas. So I believe someone like who wants to find something new to work on, this, this will definitely a good section to attend. No, oh, those are great recommendations. Thank you, Wei. Um, uh, Richard, did you have uh, similar recommendations or different recommendations for new reviewer or someone who's looking for a change or an old-timer? I just have a couple things to point out. Um, well, first, with regards to the, the, the topic of the plenary session, um, we really wanted to have, I guess, a theme for the workshop, and the precision medicine just kind of came about naturally uh, just because of the proposals we received uh, from the individuals who wanted to participate in the workshop. So uh, a lot of sessions uh, around patient enrichment and companion diagnostics, uh, subgroup identification and analysis and, and biomarkers. So it was really natural to develop a, a plenary program around that just since a lot of the, uh, the parallel sessions uh, are focusing on this topic. Uh, but uh, one of the sessions that I think will be particularly uh, interesting, I think it's on Friday uh, morning, I believe. It, it has to do with the uh, the recent addendum to uh, the ICH E9 document. Uh, and this has to do with the uh, estimates and sensitivity analyses. Uh, this is uh, in particular to uh, issues surrounding missing data. So uh, trying to better pre-plan for the missing data uh, and how we're going to Im impute and report on missing data uh, in the analysis. So I think this will be a, a very interesting topic. This uh, also took place, or a similar topic was uh, presented at the uh, statisticians in the pharmaceutical industry meeting uh, this year uh, back in May. So. I think it will be uh, uh, very interesting to view. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a survey that was circulated. Will will the people in the session discuss the results of that survey? I I, I don't know for sure, but I, I, that could be a possibility. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, there was the uh, the survey that went out to to kind of get feedback about uh, I guess what people's perceptions were uh, regarding missing data and different analysis populations. So I I, I think that would probably. Uh, show up at some point. Um, whether it'll be at this session, I'm not sure, but that's uh, thanks for bringing that up. Some of the other uh, sessions that I think uh, may be introducing people to some new topics. For example, we have a, a few vaccine uh, sessions, uh, one of them specifically dedicated to the challenges of studying Ebola. Uh, and one of the other vaccine sessions uh, has to do with delayed treatment effects uh, particularly for cancer vaccines. Ways brought up a lot of the, uh, the other sessions uh, with veterinary um, and the, uh, the role of statisticians in the industry. Uh, I guess a couple other I'd like to highlight. Uh, C-DISC, there is a session on C-DISC, uh, and of course uh, C-DISC will start being a requirement for, for new trials, uh, I believe, uh, starting next year for the FDA or, and uh, the PMDA. 
It may be new trials starting next year. There are a, um, a couple sessions uh, on rare diseases and the challenges of designing trials around analyzing and reporting on rare diseases. So those mm-hmm. would be uh, of interest too. Yeah, the theme and also the sessions that you're saying are definitely new. I don't think I've seen that many sessions like that um, in the past few years. Um, anything else that's new that you feel you would like to highlight? For instance, just having a theme and then also so many sessions within that theme. Was it hard to come up with a theme or was it very natural considering all the submissions that you had? And what else is new that you would like to highlight this year? We did have a conversation with the steering committee and um, should have mentioned it earlier, but uh, thanks to the steering committee, I mean, even though we're just having this conversation, Way and myself, we had a, a steering committee of about 20 to 25 other people from uh, the FDA, uh, pharmaceutical and biotech companies, and uh, academia that uh, really helped bring all this together. Um, so thanks a lot to them. It, it did kind of come up naturally as one of the possibilities with all of the sessions that were submitted but we kind of asked the group what they thought would be the most interesting and just with all the other topics it it seemed like a natural fit so then it was a matter of trying to identify the right speakers. One of the other new features of this year with the eight uh, short courses um, we were able to get the additional short courses in and Two of those short courses are specific to personalized or precision medicines. Uh, the first uh, will be in the morning. This will be taught by uh, Meijun Lee from CDRH. This is uh, a course talking about personalized medicine in general, but uh, with more of a focus on companion diagnostics. And in the in, uh, in the afternoon, there is the course uh, that Kong Chen from Merck is talking about, has more of an emphasis on a, a, adaptive enrichment strategies. So we have these two courses, but then six other short courses on equivalence and similarity testing uh, taught by Yi Song from Cedar and, and Chen Chong Chao from Duke University, uh, handling missing data in clinical trials taught by Sonia Davis from UNC Chapel Hill and Michael O'Kelly from Quintiles. An important topic and one that um, statisticians probably don't have as much experience in is in PKPD modeling, taught by Yeming Hang from Biogenidic and Alan Hartford from AbbVie. Uh, we have some Bayesian adaptive phase one trials in the afternoon, uh, Beat Nushwander from Novartis and Roy, Satraji Roy Chowdhury from Novartis. Observational uh, methodologies and regulatory settings by Don Rubin from Harvard and Lily Yu from CDRH, uh, and dose binding and drug development with a focus on the uh, the MCP mod methodology, uh, Jose Pinheiro and Frank Bretz, uh from Janssen and Novartis, respectively. So a very diverse set of topics for the short courses and uh, a lot available. Uh, we're hoping that uh, individuals will take advantage of the uh, the range of short courses available and, and, and just how affordable they are. They're, yeah. uh, I think, $100 a piece, uh, roughly 100 bucks a piece. So it's really a good way to get individuals trained in cutting-edge methodologies. Yeah, especially uh, with such experts. a lineup of great speakers that you have for each for each of the courses. So this is that's, that's great. And it's the, I can't believe the breadth of the topics. Like, you've hit pretty much everything <laughs> from preclinical to clinical to post-market. So um, it sounds like you've thought about everybody. Uh, Wei, did you want to um, highlight um, anything else that you haven't had the chance to say um, of what's new this year? 
Uh, yeah, I think we we uh, Richard covered most of those. Like uh, we increased the number of short calls, and we we uh, we had the new topic, uh, which is bioequivalence gen, uh, generics and uh, biosimilars. And uh, for the other part, I think it's pretty much similar as the uh, previous. I did want to point out uh, one more thing that's new this week uh, or new this year. We we are trying to, uh, through the uh, statistics and biopharmaceutical research, so there has been an effort with the uh, the biopharm section to, to, to develop closer ties with uh, this journal that is an ASA journal, which is a natural fit for mm-hmm. our group and the, the medical device group. Uh, and there has been some efforts for special issues or special articles from the workshop in the past, but this year we've um, our goal is to have a special issue um, sort of outside of the quarterly issues for SBR that will come out sometime in the spring next year uh, with roughly 10 to 12 articles from the workshop. And anyone has the ability, uh, any speaker or organizer has the ability to submit an article for this special issue. So this is uh, the first time we've that it's been opened up that anyone can participate. And so we're hoping that uh, we did this with enough planning that we, we do receive a good number of articles. Um, but hopefully in the future, now that uh, and hope that this would be a regular part of the workshop, that people will plan their sessions uh, with the idea of a manuscript in mind. Um, and sort of related to that, when we or when the program was developed, or the workshop program was developed for this year, uh, we did Wei and myself uh, reserve the right to select two sessions that, however the voting turned out, that we would be able to choose sessions that that may for topics that may not necessarily be well represented by the program that was uh, selected by the organizers. So we did select two sessions, and these sessions had to. I guess guarantee that they were going to provide at least one manuscript for the uh, for the special issue, uh, and the first of these sessions uh, has to do with incorporating patient perspectives uh, into medical product development, so patient reported outcomes and, and perspectives. Uh, I don't know much about this particular topic, but I think there's uh, certainly benefit risk aspects to this. Yeah. So this the, will be the FDA holds held a lot of workshop. Uh, that are therapeutic uh, based on, on getting the patient's perspective. So it definitely goes in that team. Yeah, and, and this was something that really wasn't uh, addressed by the other sessions that were in um, the program. So we're excited to have this particular session and, and learn more about this particular topic. And the other one has to do with uh, data transparency initiatives. And there's actually two sessions on data transparency, one on the statistician's role in data transparency, but this particular session that was invited to uh, contribute an article uh, has to do with uh, concerns over the reanalysis that that would take place in data transparency. So, concerns over uh, reanalyzing the same sets of data over and over again with larger pools of study. I think so. Uh, issues surrounding multiplicity and I guess the appropriate adjustments of that. So yeah. uh, I think they're both pretty interesting topics and will help contribute to a, a, a pretty interesting special issue uh, next spring. This is all very interesting. Thank you so much for taking the time to tell everybody in the biofarm section about this workshop and what's new and 
Anything else um, you want to say uh, before we end the interview? As I said in the uh, introduction, the workshop provides uh, exceptional op opportunities for statisticians from industry, regulatory, and academia to gather, discussing statistics and their interests and challenge. So we had invited several excellent speakers for this year's workshop, and it's my great honor to co-organize this conference a workshop with Dr. Richard Zink. So I look, I'm looking forward to meet all of you in September. Oh, well, way the uh, the honor is all mine, of course, working <laughs> with you as the uh, the FDA co-chair. The Biofarm Workshop is, a, is, of course, a very uh, unique meeting and one that I think that has grown naturally over the course of many years and it, it gets better every year and I think a lot of the reasons for its success is that it, is that it is um, it does make an effort to have regulatory and industry perspectives in every session and we're seeing more and more involvement uh, by individuals from academia and, and hopefully that will continue and I think it's just a great place to uh, interact with individuals and uh, develop collaborations and, and hopefully address a lot of the challenges that face us uh, in drug and device development. So hopefully this will continue and things will get better and better uh, as things move on in the future. All right. Thank you so much, both of you.